introduce it like that. This is a con production. also known as DJ Lonely and I have a guest in the studio today and that is Marcus Stein also known as DJ Schlucht from Berlin. You've been doing radio for many many years and that is the reason why I have invited you to this. This is a radio program that we're doing for the Stem van West which is a Utrecht based website that's going to be filled with the meaning and opinions and sounds and experiments and this will be my first uh, recorded message to the rest of the world but you've been doing radio for what did you say three years or? yeah, yeah. Th three years and i started like doing internet radio like not fm where i go to a studio it's more like uh, DIY radio. Yeah. That's also why it's called DIY Church because it's home brewed radio. Yeah. Sort of. that's, and that's the website where you also put out the podcasts yeah, yeah. later. Yeah. We're gonna put up all the links on the on the website also, so you can. Very important. Very important. They can find you. And you have this uh, guerrilla attack. You bring your studio to anywhere basically. Yeah. If there's internet and if people are up for. Uh, like streaming stuff. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we did one show a month ago at Rietveld. Uh, yeah, I was giving a drawing lecture, sure. and, and we broadcast that live with also Alia <laughs> was was there. Yeah, the yeah, it was nice. Yeah, Delmore FX <clears throat> playing live, and we were drawing, and yeah, it was good times. But but what 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 does radio mean to you? It, it feels it looks like you feel liberated by doing radio. You enjoy it a lot. You find a way to have mm -hmm. fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
don't know, when I was a kid I was very into radio. Like, just the medium. Like, you have one point where it's streaming from. Yeah. And then a lot of different sources where you can listen to it, actually. Yeah. Like, it's that, like, it's not like in a telephone call where you call someone and then you talk to each other. It's more like one person is calling a lot of other people and they can't really respond directly. No. They, they listen and, yeah, that's one thing I like about radio, the relationship between uh, transmitter and receiver. Yeah. Kind of. And then also with like the internet or the DIY radio, the funny thing is you can build a platform or a pool for all kinds of experimental stuff, stuff you like, stuff you want to support, yeah. ideas. Like, I think radio is also not so fixed. Uh, maybe if you are in a FM station, like a proper radio station, you are more forced to certain formats. Yeah. But in the way I work, I can do basically whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, uh, just sit there and see if something is happening or not and then it's like it gives me a big range of working with yeah, audio and it's it's very improvised i think we're going to play some uh, examples of, of how you mix also I'm, I'm a big fan of the dj schlucht and i'm also a big fan of your radio dj slat dj slat <laughs> yeah my uh, miss Right, correct spelling, mis miscorrect <laughs> spelling. Uh, but the way of uh, the multi-tracking is important for you. That, that, that you can put in a lot of uh, sources at the same time. You, yeah. I mean, compared to most radio makers, you you really fuck with the the, the information flow. It yeah. seems like to be important for you as a DJ and also as a radio maker. It's more like sculpture or yeah. installation yeah. or stuff like building things. Yeah, it's like, not one voice. It's yeah. many, many voices fighting and also not fighting with each other. But but it's a there's a certain amount of battle going on. Yeah, it's a, the um, like I always call it streaming sculpture. Yeah. It's like a sculpture which is streaming and each shows a new layer, a new side of it. Sort of. And also, I'm not so sure if it needs this very straight information flow. There are anyway so many informations and people pick up on what they think, what's interesting for them. Yeah. So sometimes it's also good to have two or three opinions next to each other at the same time because then people can choose what they feel related to yeah. and also me sometimes i'm not one opinion at all so it no. would be stupid to just present it in one way and then a week later i'm like hmm it's true but i think it's like this as well and then i can't edit so i tried to but but do you post edit your radio shows or is it always like live in one take and I then post edit the last show yeah like a few days ago because it was the fifth monday and then i had this idea of i make a few mixes mm -hmm. and then i do some post production but usually i don't do post production only no. sometimes i 
people are asking, uh, I said this and that's not right, or I did this in the radio show, can you yeah, cut yeah. it or stuff? Then sometimes I cut, but sometimes I don't. No. Like, no, some I, stuff I is also really funny. Yeah. And why should I cut it? Yeah. Like, that's the other thing, it's DIY, so you don't really need to present anyone in a professional way. No. It's more interesting, actually, also to present people from the B-side or how they are and yeah. to create also this intimacy where you can yeah, work I, like I, that. I think I've been in three or four shows now and they've all been very different uh, and I remember one in Berlin uh, with uh, in Elias house and it was more like a big jam. It yeah. was like eight people playing music, uh, three people had microphones, yeah, uh, yeah. there was interviews, there was a lot of Darth Vader effects on the microphones. I used to do this a lot when we started. Like I started with two friends, Maura mm. Rousseau uh, and Ludwig Kirch. And then we were often just interested in the mixing and recording part. So we would invite only people who were interested as well and we would just have messy jams for yeah, two yeah. hours. Yeah. Uh, but then through the time you get more focus or you are like mm, okay that's interesting but how can I develop yeah. wow <laughs> we get some help from <laughs> <laughs> from the embassy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah you had uh, you had a gig at the Swedish embassy uh, two days ago mm. how, how did that go <laughs> oh uh, yeah playing music I can play one song I play yeah yeah yeah, that's... I, I guess you both know it. Processen steg, står under min k- 
I think for non-Swedish listeners, there might be a few that, that might be uh, unheard music. It was Odds on a Falk, Signalen Blinka Blå, which was one of the first synth hits in Sweden. Like, uh, it's really early, I think early 80s or something like that. But uh, I think we're gonna also play a little bit of your. You, you made a, a mix. Because uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's good to 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 for people to understand how complicated your sets are. We 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 do a little bit of a um, intro intro because okay. then I think people will understand more what we're yeah. t- talking about. I mean, I can sit here and and. I have two mixes yeah. I found while I was cleaning up my yes. laptop. Um, uh, one day Deutschlandfunk, this German radio station, they asked me to make some tape mixes. For yeah. them. So I made two short mixes. I don't know if they ever took them. No. They never came back. Well, maybe to me we have a premiere it. then for the Stemfunk West in Utrecht. It was probably too complicated. Yeah, it's, it's a complicated piece. Yeah. This is not the mix, but I'm curious what this is. So that's the intro. Auch die Relativitätstheorie ist zunächst erwachsen. Jetzt sollen sich Quelle groß A und Spiegel groß B bewegen. Wir wissen schon, was kurz darauf an Unerwarteten geschah. Und zwar in der Richtung A groß AB, in der der Lichtstrahl zuerst... Jetzt braucht der Lichtstrahl für den Weg von groß A nach groß B etwas länger als vorher, weil ihm, während er auf dem Weg ist, der Spiegel gewissermaßen ein Stück davonläuft. Für den Rückweg von Groß B nach Groß A braucht der Lichtstrahl dagegen ein etwas kürzer als beim ersten Versuch, weil ihm A, Groß A, während er sich auf dem Rückwege befindet, ein Stück entgegenrückt. Knock, knock. Who's there? The guy from the... The guy from the who? The guy from the who? Remember, he molested all those kids? Wasn't that sick? Yeah. But I don't think he... Guess what? What? Chicken butt. Guess who? Who? The guy from the who? Remember? He molested all those kids? Man, sometimes you just say the most faggotish shit. Now there's only one thing and this one thing it sets me free 
Listening to my music, the escape to keep me sane With an overloading bassline which goes straight to my brain I push up on the volume till it's crystal clear and loud My body starts to tingle just by listening to the sound Nothing else can do the same, it hits the spot so fast Music is my first love, it will always be my last Music is my first love It will always be my last Music is my first love, it will always be my last Cause music is my first love Sunny, but we can have lots of good fun that is funny. Moral, 
Wohl immer der gute Vorsatz schon für die vollbrachte Tat genommen wird. Und es ist alles erlaubt, man muss sich nur nicht erwischen lassen. Und jetzt will ich It's an, you know, reflection of immediacy that has, you know, has its uh, has its beauty, has its wonderful moments. But I think there there there, there needs to be a, a second step. Hello. Oops. Yeah, I think that's a, a great introduction to the way you mix and the way you want your sound sculpture to sound. What, I mean, I, when I listen to it, I hear like uh, music, concrete influences and, mm. uh, and a lot of... Um, cut up. Cut up. Yeah. Uh, I remember... Um, Early Public Enemy was described as, as like a big uh, big wall of noise, and then really? of course, yeah, like the Professor X uh -huh. was the DJ, and I mean I, it was uh, revolutionary when it came out because it was such a, I mean it was rhythmical, but behind the, all that noise there was also a, a lot rhythmic no, noise, yeah, okay, rhythmic noise, good. yeah. But how do you? Um, what's the the split between form and and in uh, inhalt or how do you say in it? Message? Content, content and form. In in or is the form the content or like? A I think the content creates the form. Yeah. Um, it's not of like maybe I have um like for example with the radio show I have a, a word or a certain idea. Of something, and then I, I'm not really trying to, to develop too much how it looks or how it appears. It's more mm -hmm. I have this idea, and then I start to search and work on it. So there's all of a sudden a lot of content, and then I put it somehow in this f form idea. Yeah, but it's 
it's difficult for me to just work on like the aesthetic or to just think about oh this is nice or this is yeah but it has a very at the uh, same time it needs to roll with each yeah. other it's yeah, yeah, difficult yeah. To, to explain it needs a funk also yeah. like the it needs to work yeah um, musically bounce yeah. or yeah. groove yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow yeah that's yeah. true I, I and also like when you look back at things you do it's I think it's important for me that this the form or the formal and the content stuff are rolling with each other otherwise yeah. it's too it's not working it can be still complex and difficult but it needs to have a certain groove like yeah. even in cut up yeah. like it's not a straight thing but you feel if there's a content or something ideas are circulating yeah. around like mm, I guess I'm anyway not trying to fix one statement. It's always very polyphone stuff, yeah. like democracy. Yeah, yeah. But I think that the, it says it's very outspoken aesthetically. Also, it really uh, says a lot in how you want it and how you you mix it. But I mean, we were we were talking about we we're both fans of John Waterman. This, yeah. uh, we were talking because he used a lot of loops, but. But he has this. It's still sexy, which is wow. uh, yeah. yeah, which is like hell. Yeah, which is unique because a lot of people that just use loops or sample, it, they get stuck stuck in a in a grid or in a fear count format and and, yeah, it, yeah. and and never lifts beyond that. But 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 uh, yeah. But um, what, how is it then different when you DJ at a dance party? Because uh, I have this thing that sometimes I DJ at, at the gallery openings and sometimes I DJ in front of a dancing audience. Do, do you feel more liberated when you don't have to make people dance? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it's just recently that I start to also DJ for dance and club stuff like maybe since half a year mm -hmm. before I was much more interested in formats where I can be very abstract and yeah. more um, yeah more like someone who just comes with some records or sounds and audio he sings or she sings it's important to listen to or to have it as an ambient I don't even care if people really listen or not yeah because sometimes it's it's much more effective if it's just in the back like yeah. an ambient and it's the quality also to talk over music or to forget about the music you're yeah. listening to and with the dance music it's, it can be really fun but i also realized it's a lot about equipment with dance music because with dance music you need to be much sharper and quicker which is not a problem but usually i only DJ with this prepared tapes and some prepared tape players and four track but for dance stuff I'm not flexible enough I can't move quick enough and yeah. uh, certain effects on beats and stuff are not working with tapes but but I think it, there's been a change also the, I mean people the dance audience now are much more open for it's experiment yeah. than they were no. 10 years ago because I also can't change my style so much it's just that I throw in more dance music and still I keep the rest 
like the loops and, and all the abstract noises and stuff. And But I realized it helps me. I started to work with the CDDJ decks mm -hmm. or like cross-media players, which are working like turntables. Then you can scratch and make weird loops and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it works very well with the tapes as well. And then the sets become also very dense music. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and I think also you have a... <coughs> If, if we talk a little bit about equipment, because I think it is important, the equip you have a very unique uh, setup. Like, can you tell me a little bit about what you use when you mix? Like, uh, yeah, I like to use a DJ mixer. Like yeah. This um, pioneer made this DJ mixer where you have this inbuilt effects and stuff, and these are really interesting just for transitions and also with the tapes. Like, you need to find transitions sometimes, mm. and then. These are really good because they are digital somehow, and then I combine it with like yeah I use a four track usually like a portable which is quite unusual for thing the, for DJs nowadays. But it's nice because you have four tracks where you can have pre mixes and mm -hmm. loops and stuff, and then you just need to like depending on how the mood is, you can put in tracks and take out tracks and. and change the speed as well like I'm always very interested in changing speed and I think that's your your uh, <laughs> like we were talking once about uh, and how cooked the fool you and and you were impressed by uh, Ivo Murin he, they once asked him what what's your favorite instrument and he said the pause button and we both laughed at that and if, if I would ask you you would probably say the pitch yeah the pitch but the pause is also good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I use a Lingua phone that's some 70s tape player from like adult education centers where it's for learning language. So yeah, yeah. it has a function where you can sample the tape and where you can also record and sample your own voice. Mm -hmm. But on a digital chip, it has an inbuilt 8 bit chip for sampling. And then you can compare the tape sample and your voice sample and learn a language like that yeah so with a friend we circuit bended it so i can change the pitch of this the samples and um, also make like short circuits so it creates effects and stuff and yeah then sometimes i use some cd player as well or yeah. record player is also good like i guess most of the time i use more than two sources that's mm -hmm. maybe also different from other DJs. They usually do you think it's important to have a different setup than, than most people? No, I don't think it's important. No. Well, I can also have fun with the laptop. Like the ambassador. Yeah, yeah. Ambassador's gig turned out that it's more interesting if I DJ with YouTube. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm, I can more adapt to certain things. With the tapes, it's nice too, but it's a complete different mood. Like. It's also like, for example, a weird thing about the, the dance sets is as well. I actually like telling stories or having this narrative thing in it. Mm -hmm. And in a dance, DJ said, I don't think that it's really important to tell a story at all. No. It's more about keep keep it going. Slave to the real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, you have. To, f to find your way in between and with the tapes it's very easy to tell the stories to bring in the the, the sounds you like and to build up this 
uh, it's like traveling more. Yeah. And so yeah. But I, th I think also what's unique in the way you make your set is that you you research a lot before. I mean, you really look for also for film samples for voices, and you really yeah. look for for. I mean, everyone looks for music, of course. But but I think you also use a lot of non-musical sources, yeah. which which makes it sound. Uh, totally different because it's not only about music 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 it also has other component components, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah film also old radio plays mm. are interesting documentaries like everything with sound like I sit just sit at home and listen and research a lot and then at some point I, I you get the feeling for the body of what you want to do yeah and then I start uh, just Usually improvising it kind of, but having an order. Like I make little lists with what would be good afterward, yeah, and yeah. how can combine it, and then I do it a few times until I think, oh no, yeah, this sounds like something, and then I record it. And I think another uh, thing that I uh, keep noticing in in when I hear you play is also the the enormous diversity of. I mean, it could be a, a Queen song and then Duke songs and yeah. then uh, weird experimental stuff. So it's a, it feels like a very open world. It's like a yeah, because I I realize a lot, especially like it's a, like I do this internet radio show, so I research a lot on internet music and other uh, internet radio stuff, and I feel like a lot of people try to set up a style in a certain niche, yeah. or like they. They dedicate their work to a certain style, which is kind of strange to me. I think it's more interesting if, if your character or your the things who are fun to you are creating yeah. what you do, and not so much how it looks in the end. Like that's the form content no. thing again. You're not like, a Berlin minimal no. DJ. No, and sometimes like there is this dance song and it just has one message and then you feel like oh now I need Queen or yeah. Genesis or whatever just to um, complete the, yeah. this, the mood I created. And, and what does juxtaposition mean for you? Like I mean uh, uh, to opposite things like the idea of, of uh, hard cuts because of course if you would be a, a Berlin minimal DJ, then you are Smooth. aiming for a flow. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel that you try aim for the opposite, that it's not a flow, but it becomes a kind of... Cutting is also a rhythm. Yeah. Like, so um, I work a lot on this cut rhythm thing. Because mm -hmm. it's like with some drone or noise, you can have the sub uh, sounds and, and uh, like sub tones and, and weird things which are created in between two sounds. That's the same with the cutting. If you cut stuff very well, you get a complete different groove. But also, sometimes like you are in a room and you open a door and then you, you see the other room and then you close the door yeah. again. Like it's this, it's a little bit um, thriller. Or like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thriller is the right, right word, but it's it's about this putting in random information which seem to be obviously very random but then after a while you get ah it's just all in the same room 
at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like sculpture. Like I'm yeah, yeah. not an audio artist. I'm more coming from like drawing, painting, and performance stuff. So. Yeah. No, yeah. Should we play another piece mm -hmm. of you? What do you want to listen? Yeah, one of your mm -hmm. crazy mixes. Uh, where's the other one? Did I stop it? Yeah, I stopped it. Yeah, let's just continue with the other one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this take, is still John Watermine in yeah. the background. Yes. We looked, then we 
step in on the mat. He looked, and we saw him, the cat in the hat. And he said to us, why do you sit there like that? Allzu viel Zeit werden. durch 2000 Jahre hindurch bis heute existiert. Am Telefon begrüße ich heute Morgen in München Professor Horst Fuhrmann, den langjährigen Präsidenten der Monumenta Germania Historica und der Bayerischen Akademie der Wissenschaften. Guten Morgen, Herr Professor Fuhrmann. Sein Mist!
So we are in the studio here uh, with DJ Schlucht from uh, Berlin. Uh, thanks for another amazing mix. And I think people get your um, uh, mixing skills. Uh, mixing skills <laughs> and uh, aesthetically political point of views. Uh, I, w I want to talk to you a little bit about the medium of radio because that that is this is my first program for yeah. the stem van West and it's going to be I'm going to fill it with a lot of other things lately but I wanted to start with my first program inviting you and talking a bit about radio because mm -hmm. there has been a lot of developments lately yeah I, c I can I just start with one uh, story of from my own life I had a girlfriend in Sweden uh, when I was living in Amsterdam and she was a Rastafari and she loved a radio show and Radio 100 uh, so and I was very much in love with her so I would go home every Saturday night between 10 and 12 and record that radio show for her because it was she couldn't get it in Sweden and this was before podcasts and internet so my friends would have to sit there and drink beer and wait and then I said okay I'll see you at 12.30 I have to go home and record the and then of course turn cassette tapes C90 and then uh, and another one now we don't need that anymore we have uh, podcasts and we have internet and we can listen to radio shows whenever we want so I mean there has been a lot of um, progress progression in the radio media how, how do you uh, use this freedom or how do you um, maybe I said too much now there's not much to add to that thing but um, I mean uh, it's not space and time bound anymore it used to be it no. used to be that uh, you you if, if it was local radio if you didn't live in Amsterdam you were in trouble and if you were not there at 10 o'clock you were in trouble uh, uh, so time and space is yes I, I, yeah, I get this um, uh, like the the so I do or uh, also basically what I am most interested in working with is life 
Yeah. That means it's real time. Like it's also interesting in terms of internet because people are used to, okay, if I miss it, I can just search it and download it later. And I think it's also interesting to use the internet like now, mm -hmm. not just think I can download it in two weeks because there's so much I can download in two weeks yeah. that it's maybe actually about using internet real time and not so much as an archive because there's so much stuff online yeah. and I prefer researching on stuff I just discover or I've found and but if I'm interested in something I always try to be there alive yeah yeah um, yeah, what, what's the di difference then? Because you do both. First you do the live thing and then you put it out as a podcast. So you, yeah, yeah. you give people the second, third, The podcast thing chance. is more just because I'm part of this radio network. Yeah. And they want me also to add things to their archive. Yeah. Like, and so I, I start and I record anyway everything because like maybe I got into radio also through recording. When I was a kid, I used to record a lot of tapes, make collages, and stuff with my friends. Yeah, not really like music, but abstract documents, yeah. maybe. Like really strange experiments. I remember once, I, it was the first time I drank beer. Yeah. <laughs> Live radio, beer? No. <laughs> no, I was uh, small, I think, like young, young. Yeah. Let's say young. And I drank one bottle of beer and started to destroy the kitchen and record <laughs> on a tape. And then there were all these tape players. There were maybe four or five different tape players. So after the first bottle of beer and half the kitchen destroyed, I decided, okay, I drink another one, and I drank a Weizen one, and then I uh, I started to um, record the distraction tape on other tapes, and then play back a few tape players with the distraction and continue the distraction oh, wow. and recorded this again, made this very destructive collage, and then yeah. all the beer was gone and the kitchen was completely broken, and I had this strange recording <laughs> yeah that's maybe like how like i'm very interested in recording yeah i don't know why but it uh it's something scientific or it's also conceptual like yeah. i think uh, when you ask about the radio and and what what i'm interested in it's like first i think radio gives you a great opportunity to develop avant-gardistic ideas mm -hmm. and also to keep on in a certain avant-gardistic way but therefore I think it's also important that it's sort of life yeah. okay you can pre-produce stuff and, and things but the life fact for me is very linked to avant-garde culture yeah. even if it's later a document which is recorded and it's not live anymore but I think it's a lot about now and you just have to do it and then the conceptual thing as well i like working or at least pretend to be conceptual i don't yeah. think that i'm <laughs> that conceptual but well i think you are i like yeah. having this concepts because it gives you a value system to have access to yeah. to, to yeah, but, but I think you're conceptual in the very best sense that the concepts comes from what you do, not the other way around. That you the, the, you, you have a work ethic and from and you make a lot and from those making 
it seems like the I mean of course you seem to go in with a certain idea and a, and a, and a direction but it also comes from making to, to making yeah. the cuts and to making or destroying the kitchen so it's yeah. not something you sit and oh now I'm going to destroy the kitchen it comes from making yeah, from yeah. recording and yeah. then it's and, and then it develops by itself which I think is a healthier and more interesting way to work with the concepts that's also like audio for example or radio has this timing like you can't go back anymore like yeah. it's also difficult with a painting or a drawing but there you can easier imagine how to go back or mm -hmm. how to erase stuff mm -hmm. when you do it live it's just past and yeah. then you have to continue even if you did yeah. something wrong or if it yeah. just feels shit you have to find yeah. your own way to deal with it and yeah. keep it still in a positive vibe or whatever yeah. right yeah. depends on uh, the situation yeah there was a it was a nice example on on snooker the ronnie o'sullivan won the world championship uh, on bbc yeah you were watching the snooker yeah. all day <laughs> And then they were interviewing him, and he's a very emotional man who suffers from depression. And, and on, on the live interview when he became a world champion, he's like, he said, "Yeah, my my emotions has always been the biggest trouble. They go up and down like a horse drawers. And first I didn't get it, but it's a the panties of a prostitute. It go, my emotions goes up and down like the panties of a, of a prostitute." <laughs> And then, they, and, then, and then the interviewer said, like, "Oh, would you like to rephrase that?" Well, it's too late, Hazel. It's live. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's live, and that's also about this intimacy. Like, if you met, if you have it live, and then there is a lot of video and radio podcasts since maybe four or five years where people are sitting in these nice DIY studios mm -hmm. and making interviews. But it's all, like for me, it all looks very screened and designed, yeah. sort of. And like, ed edited. Like, maybe not even edited, but it's, like, I think some stuff is really live. Yeah. But still, it's very um, uh, oriented in terms of what's in, what's fashion, yeah. and, and supporting, like, yeah. certain businesses without, like, just being normal beings and mm. not considering too much like what's the result or what's it for yeah. more it's like what's in interesting and then one week it can be a musician but the next week it can be your neighbor who told you a strange story the yeah. other day but then I also understand what you mean with this performance that it's performance linked that your radio show that yeah. it also has to do with this live now, yeah, now yeah. moment yeah because yeah, I, I watch a lot of uh, and listen to a lot of this more um, established um, alternative radio stuff and it still seems all very designed yeah like there's never really a mistake or like also sometimes I just miss this intimacy in an interview where you feel that someone just leaves the normal path and, yeah. and talks about private stuff yeah, yeah. or like things you have to think about twice to, mm -hmm. to get it. Like it's all, yeah, that's maybe the thing about design and not. Like mm -hmm. If you have start to think about it and, and you have to think it again and again and maybe it's even causing a conflict and then at some point later you realize ah actually this 
was interesting because it was thinking about this and referring to that and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's also, I mean, uh, it fits also with the sort of associative, I mean, also how you make your music and, and what what you what we are doing now also. It's like we jump from one thought to another and that leads to another idea. I mean, I think that comes back in... in yeah, but that's also, I guess it's a statement towards internet culture, because it's not like this, let's say it's, it's very DIY stuff but then still they try to focus it on that you can within a short amount of time you get all the basic information yeah, yeah. it just appears DIY but it's still mm -hmm. the same way it's just yeah, the yeah. appearance which, which is different yeah. and then in, for example in the, I cannot more or less talk only about the radio shows I do so there sometimes someone starts talking about the theme loses it and then it comes back 40 minutes later yeah. and he finished what he actually wanted to say and then you get it mm -hmm. so it's also about this whole time frame and that you dedicate yourself listening to the whole thing yeah. to get something i know it's two hours blocks it's really long and it takes a lot of time to listen to it but then i think it's also interesting because it's a, the information is more natural and linked to a lot of influences yeah. at the same time and then at some point it might solve itself or you, yeah. you you feel ah okay that's why he, he says it like that that's why he sings this yeah, and blah 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 it's, I had a few times in radio shows where I realized wow it's actually nice that it's two hours because in the first half an hour even if I tried to ask concrete questions it didn't work but then after one and a half hour the person felt comfortable and all yeah. of a sudden answered questions I was asking in the beginning or comes back to things and, and then you get more the, the person like the private yeah. person as well yeah. or the, the story of the private person. I, I remember the first radio show we did that was for two hours but it ended up being five hours. But exactly <laughs> so yeah which often yeah. happens yeah. like it's, I started and then yeah, the person is interesting and you like each other so you can't just stop. No. And, and we were talking also about this, um, there has been, a, we were talking about the DJing for, for a dance audience, the, the blessings thereof and, and the limitations of this slave to the rhythm thing. But there is really a, a change in the audience, the, the, they are more uh, well read or I don't know, it's well more listened, there, there is an open-mindedness now that, that was not there maybe 10 years ago and, and that you really can mix up the noise with the beats and, and, and you have someone like hieroglyphic being from Chicago who is now becoming very big and I mean he might not be the, the tightest mixer but people love it because it just has a yeah there's a openness to it and I think people are also getting tired a little bit of this tight as mixes because also of course we now have the software so it's nice for working yeah like to be honest i really like to listen to very dumb mixes while i'm working because yeah. it just keeps me in the flow yeah but yeah as i said in while i was playing the music like for the dance stuff i realized whenever you have a very 
multicultural audience or like an audience which comes from very different backgrounds and not just like one style of audience it's you can easily play very random and more in your own as association and your own links and, and world and people will find it challenging to yeah. dance and will have really fun while when you have a more straight audience they kind of expect you to also make a straight mix yeah. and it's maybe yeah you have to find and create your own context which yeah. is good like yeah, yeah. i think that's it's i see often that people just try to fit in in a certain style or a certain yeah. context and then everything is kind of more or less designed like this scene or how the scene is supposed to look and then you are part of it but I think another thing that we have yeah. in, in common is that we are also party organizers I mean, you've been doing a lot of events in, in Berlin and I've been doing Fat Forum and and, and the, the, the whole idea with Fat Forum was to try to create a diverse audience to, to mix yeah. up the local hip-hop scene with the international art scene with the noise scene with the with the, the local art scene and the locals and and that was a huge success because it just eventually became very open-minded and, and much more open-minded than it would if you would just go to a hip-hop concert or just to a noise concert or just to a art party. So, yeah. And I think that's also what you've been aiming for or doing in Berlin, that you're trying to create uh, clashes of, of styles and groups and... You had a very successful event at the brothel, I hear. I was never there myself, but that, that sounded yeah. very interesting. Together with my friend Iris. Yeah. And yeah, we, she found this place and then she was always talking about it. So one day I said, okay, uh, stop talking, let's just do something. And, uh, and we, we split up like, okay, you do them like she did, like money, part of it, organizing drinks talking to the neighbors, like I, I tried to help, but I'm not so good with talking to neighbors. <laughs> to police also not so good. <laughs> no, I'm just not so good in, in, in this. So I said I do the booking and programming and, and then we, we try always to find a little theme and we, yeah, the basic idea was to do it only on full moon night. So yeah, we did it every full moon night on a Friday and Saturday for one year. Yeah. It makes five events in one year. And this became a huge... Uh, yeah, it became really, really successful. But then, like, already... Like, I think it was before the last event, like, maybe the fourth event, we were both like, oh, shit, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. And also, it was more like a statement. It shouldn't yeah. become... Uh, like I think what's also interesting for me is making stuff which is temporarily yeah. like I said about the internet it's about now, you are there, you are not there that's it, and then it's gone and yeah. that's also with this event yeah. which, which creates an, at least in my association this sculptural aspect of mm -hmm. stuff because <coughs> it appears and then it disappears again, like yeah. for example with the radio show I started it on the 1st of January in 2010 mm -hmm. 
and I thought I'd do it for 10 years and then I will erase everything from the internet. Mm -hmm. Like everything I uploaded and everything I was networking yeah, yeah. for. I will erase all that and just the stuff which was like transported by the network or people reblogged, liked, reposted, this will last. The rest, mm -hmm. like the source material, will just disappear. Mm -hmm. That's my concept for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, another uh, question that, that I'm very interested in, I mean, I, of course, I, I, I live in both worlds, in, in the, well, I would say that experimental music is maybe a different world than the DJ world, but then I also live in the art world. And, and uh, one thing that I really like with the music world is that it's so... Uh, democratic and so digitalized now. I mean, I've been spending a lot of time in Rio de Janeiro and I remember being a kid, then, then music was always very Western-centric. We were only listening to English bands and American bands yeah. and then Kraftwerk was the first thing that was not English or American. So it was really, yeah, two or three countries and then Belgium came with Front 242. But now it's like wide open. I mean, uh, things are coming out from South Africa. Like uh, we have DJ DNA, who is also doing fantastic radio shows for this program, who is now going down to South Africa and bringing quite two artists back to Utrecht and doing things. And now it's really open in a way that the art world is, is not open because the, the digitalization of music means that everyone has access to it. And, and in the art world, we're not that far yet because we still have an, an enormous advantage in the West because we can, we can go to Documenta, we can go to the Venice Biennale. If you don't live in Europe, it's going to be very ex expensive to keep up to the latest trends and the latest developments. But via the digitalization and the MP3 situation, there's a leveling of the playing fields in music that has, uh, yeah, just created a new new situation that that sometimes I miss it in the art world. But yeah, that's another. Yeah, but that's but also why, like. Mm, I finished my studies in the year before I started, or not yeah, really. Because you, you come from art. You yeah, yeah, I art, studied yeah. art and then I already did a lot of audio and event programming mm -hmm. while I was at the art school and then I realized, okay, I'm not, it's too stiff, I can't really get in. The only thing which was of interest were like installations linked to concrete poetry, it mm. was the only Schnittstelle, like the only meeting cross point, cross meeting point, point yeah. with, with the art academy. So then I had a little bit, not a depression, but like, well, uh, what shall I do? I studied this art and uh, no future. <laughs> um, and I decided, okay, I do the radio thing because it's yeah. about talking, it's theory, it's, it's, it's also an event, like we did yeah. very spontaneous radio shows also, yeah. like which were happenings in the end and yeah. with great success. One was, for example, from a guest station. The concept's very easy, bring your CD, bring a drink, hang out with other at the guest station, like in the pro province, very mm -hmm. province referential. And, and, and I realized, okay, I, at the moment I just tried to develop this happening-based sculpture-based radio shows mm. and then some are definitely more normal radio shows, others are more experimental. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I, but I also think that there has been a, a very big opening up in the art world for the for sound art, and, and there's a sensitivity to sound now that was not there mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. I started studying art. For yeah, instance, lately I realized the same. That's yeah. true. Like I got asked. I get now frequently asked from huge conservative galleries to DJ, to, to do sound works, yeah. radio shows and stuff. But I guess it was good for me at least to leave the sound, uh, the art context and I'm back in 10 years in the yeah, art yeah. context. Yeah. And in between I think I have to do, like other people write a diary or a book or go to India or I don't know what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people do strange stuff sometimes. Yeah. So I decided I do this radio show and sometimes I have friends who are like art friends who are like, ah, oh, but you did so great paintings and yeah. your drawings and your texts. Yes. Why are you not going back to it? Yeah. And um, I'm, yeah, I don't feel that I lose time. It's actually no. just continuing my studies, but it's like a free university now. Yeah. It's not, uh, I didn't feel very comfortable with the institution. No. So now maybe I'm setting up my own institution more or yeah. less. Yeah, but I, but I also, I have this feeling that, I mean, because I never choose, like uh, I, I kept doing music, I kept DJing, I kept making drawings and installations and, and I remember in the beginning thinking that that was maybe a mistake to be so schizophrenic or to yeah. to be spread yeah. out so much, but now I realize that it all comes together. It's yeah, a, a it's like the alchemist. Yeah, like for me it's yeah, a very Composition old is a composition, doesn't yeah. matter if it's a text or a drawing or a piece of exactly. music. Exactly, and it yeah. has exactly the same value. Yeah. Like for me it's very linked to alchemy and yeah. I guess I studied the art, that's also why I, I decided at some point, okay, I don't need to continue it no. at this point, because I studied it anyway. I should study, for example, the radio or mm -hmm. the audio art and, and be much more into this stuff just to to get another influence than yeah. only this art world. And also, with the radio, you, you reach everyone yeah. it's not like you reach the artist but you reach also my grandma or my mom yeah, they yeah. can listen as well yeah. and then they start to think about it and and for me art or do being an artist is also about inf influence yeah or like i don't want to manipulate or like be the dictator of something but i want to influence and mm. stuff doesn't mm. mean that it has to become like i, I have it in my mind but no. I think it's it's nice if you have an influence and impact and if you feel also that it has this value that you started but it's transported also by other yeah. people and other people support it and stuff. I, I think I rem I, just to bring it back to the, the art history, I, re I remember in, in the 90s the, uh, in the, the Nordic Pavilion in the, uh, the Venice Biennale was one of the first to, to do an ex exclusive sound installation together. Tommy Grönlund was there from Secker Recordings and uh, Leif Elgren and, and Carl Mikael von Hauswolf. Wow. And, and then it really picked up, like also among a lot, a lot of young curators started to pick up on sound because they were, there was also a general fatigue against more objects like Oh, we're going to have more paintings, more drawings, more installations, more sculptures. So sound arts felt like a liberation because it was not 
objects. It was in the air. Yeah, and yeah. You couldn't touch it. You could feel it. So there was there was something magical about it. The alchemy. Yeah, alchemy for sure. Yeah, the, yeah. And Hab von der Ferf, one of the curators of this uh, uh, event, uh, he finished his uh, studies at the the Apple with the radio. So I mean, this is what we're doing. This partly because he is a big fan of sound and radio art. So I mean. Yeah, I just noticed that there's been a huge opening up to, to sound that, that was not there before, so... Yeah, it's, a, this, it's this expression Gesamtkunst, right? Yeah. I guess if you are young, it's always very difficult if you work in all these different directions. Yeah. But when you become older, people can... Uh, it's easier for them to see the whole you are doing. Yeah. Like that the touring is also linked to the audio, and then yeah. the audio again is linked to to your sculpture and, yeah. and stuff. But also, it will take always a while until you yourself get why you have yeah, to yeah. do everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. simultaneously. Like I have a lot of friends or people I know who made this decision just doing one thing and, and they, after one or two years you are kind of successful with what yeah. you are doing because you guarantee a certain value and yeah. you, you are working for it. And if you do a lot of things then sometimes you just get annoyed about one thing so you put it aside and do something else and then weeks later you continue. Yeah. It's also about ethics of, on working production. Mm -hmm. That's the life thing again, yeah, yeah. also which is interesting because with the life thing you start and you have to finish and then yeah. you have to do these two hours in between. Yeah. Some, sometimes though I must say that I also, I, I mean I go back a lot to drawing especially and also installations and sometimes I like the physicality of it and, and sometimes I also now notice that there's a, almost a backlash in the art world towards too much digital art, video, sound because there, there is also a hunger for the, for the physical and just as it's nice to jerk off to internet porn, it's also nice to have real sex sometimes. And, and can be. The, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to choose, yeah, yeah. you can no, do no. both. I, I, for, like, for example, I often have net art and internet art uh, discussions. I think net art and internet art is nice in the internet. Mm -hmm. Like I really like watching this futuristic, sad vision of mankind. It's really yeah. nice, but in, yeah, in real life it's definitely more interesting if it's physical and also primitivism. It's yeah. very nice. Like very simple yeah. things everyone can understand them with internet. It's also a lot about the surface and the appearance yeah. of stuff and the design. You know, design is already the code for where you belong yeah. and stuff. When in real life, it's a, it can be very different. Yeah, yeah. But just uh, to make it more clear, what I mean, the, the, if, if we go back to what you were talking about, the, the here and now and the live performative aspect. Something that I love with music, I, I just released an album, so then I then I I was unsure about a couple of songs. I, I put them on Facebook via SoundCloud, and then I send it out to my whatever 1,800 friends. And if 
so then they could all listen to the song and if they would have a better sound system than I have then they would hear a better version of the song than I would listen to as the maker of it yeah, yeah. so then then I could have 1800 opinions from Brazil to Los Angeles yeah, to yeah. Sydney to China and they could yeah well Jonas go for that song I didn't like that one so much but with the sculpture that's of course not possible not yet I mean maybe if we have 3d printers soon we could I mean I could take a photo of a sculpture but that's not the real thing so so if I wanted to have an opinion on the sculpture I would actually have to call my friends in Amsterdam to come and walk around touch yeah. it sniff it and so the physicality of that is also something that's it's a limitation but there is also something beautiful in it that it's a, a friend in Brazil he can look at the photo and say yeah, maybe you should put some more green on the sculpture but yeah. he would, but he wouldn't really know but because he hasn't yeah, yeah. seen it he hasn't sniffed yeah, it yeah. like uh, no that's that's why I mean a little bit like there is this kind of things which are internet based and they just belong there yeah because it's also another way of sharing participating and another way of ex yeah. exchange and how you connect to people but then in the real life I don't, for example, I don't feel like transporting too much of my internet personality or yeah. even of the radio to have it too much in no. the real life. You're, as not, a you're not on Facebook, for instance, yeah, for being yeah. an internet-based uh, man. Because it's, it's <laughs> uh, uh, like, I like... Um, and why are you not on Facebook? For <laughs> It's just like... Um, <laughs> I finished this and then yes. I just finished. Uh, like for example, in the real life, I like having this references in a sub context or in mm. a certain logic between points. But then I really like also the analog. Yeah. Like for example, that's why I work with tape. So yeah. It's very physical. I see how I change the speed. I can feel it, and it's so. And on the tapes, there is recordings from the internet as well. But then I can manipulate them. Analog. physically yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's anyway more the future to try to find a balance between these two worlds mm -hmm. and then uh, that they digest each other yeah, kind yeah. of and create something more or at least that's what, what I'm very interested yeah, yeah. in and then it also makes sense maybe to have for 10 years a internet based radio show and then afterwards maybe I find a way to make art in two worlds mm. maybe uh, I'm not on Facebook because I'm I'm very difficult in uh, like social relationships. So <laughs> probably if I'm on Facebook, I would be there all day and would just uh, look at other profiles and get really lost. Yeah. I'm from the GDR, so I like yeah. uh, being detective and yeah. stuff. And also, I are you from DDR? Yeah, yeah, uh, ex, ex East Stasi. Germany. Yeah, ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, also with the Facebook, I'm, I'm not so sure, it's, uh, it's, I don't like the mix of private and network and business on mm -hmm. Facebook, it's confusing me mm -hmm. for some reason, because like, yeah, you, you are drunk and then you post some horny stupid stuff and the next day you post a new record and yeah. you released or some business meeting and for me it's too okay you can have different accounts different names I know but still I'm not interested in this way of communication no. and I prefer writing emails or just exchanging images yeah. and I'm anyway more into images and text 
And Facebook is not so much about the images and the text. Mm -hmm. You can't even upload GIF animations. No. Hmm. Yeah. And you're a big <laughs> GIF fan. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. 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 A, I'm, a, I'm. I'm a fan of. Maybe Facebook, to stay but connected, but yeah, no. But it's yeah. also promotional tool is great. Yeah. Like the, yeah, uh, that's the thing. It's yeah. staying connected, which is a very private thing. I, one hand, but on the other hand, it's also your business. Yeah. And it's. I guess I would become a complete different person. Like I would start to 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 look what my followers like yeah. and, and and who I want to attract and stuff. It would make me very confused. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm 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 a bit double. I, we went to Impact Festival, this uh, amazing thing in Utrecht, and and then there was a lot of internet uh, hacker people culture. And I was a bit confused because uh, in the hacker scene there's, there's always these huge demands of uh, transparency in, in internet. But also they all talk about how you can avoid transparency, like how you can hack and how you can... So of course I understand it, I understand the idea. Why, why. But for me it's, all, it's my whole art project is about transparency, that, that to not hide anything and to try to live a life where I can tell people that oh I've been to the prostitutes yes I've tried drugs yes I've done this it's and true. not yeah. be ashamed of it and try no. to live a life where I, where I wouldn't I mean now I'm also I have the beneficial situation that my parents are dead so I don't have any anyone to <laughs> they could check me anymore yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm free in that sense and I understand that a lot of people of course don't have that uh, benefit no okay I love your mom and dad but but there are benefits to it so I'm, I'm a bit confused with this the the demand of transparency from a, a lot of artists when it comes to the state and to internet and then that they they all want to know how you can hack and how you can sneak and how you can yeah, yeah. No, like this is like for example the thing with the tracks and all this stuff I think it's nice that there exists this transparency but at the same time sometimes I feel like okay if more younger people are seeing it they just think that's normal and that's how it has to be and then it's again a certain pressure as well yeah, but don't, don't you think that art should be for adults I mean I, I think that's I mean there's a beautiful yeah, but thing. The, you in the internet no one knows if you are a dog no, but or I mean, an alien the children, you know? children can find whatever they want on the internet exactly and, and they will find it and they will consume it and then they will see ah this great Jonas he's always <laughs> smoking <laughs> weed yeah. and then, yeah, but, yeah, but <laughs> then they are like we have to smoke more weed <laughs> Well, maybe they have to. Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah, it's their business. No, no. Like I don't no. care. But for example, with the radio show, I made a few decisions. I don't. But, but don't you think it's it's dangerous? I mean, we don't want to be role models. I mean, in a way, we want to be role models, but not for children. No, but you can't choose. No, you don't the, see who is. No, but the children can go to rotten.com and to the worst porn sites. Yeah. I mean, that's worse than my Facebook profile would be probably. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, no, and in your Facebook profile, one day you have the drug problem, the next day you post beautiful flowers and a good yeah, book. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I see this, yeah. like how it completes a person in another yeah. way. You don't have to expose yourself only in a certain no. way. But no, I'm more annoyed by things people post 
to just create a certain image. Yeah. Like, I know with you, for example, you are very transparent, but a lot of people are not really transparent. It's just about no, no, having I mean, this status, posting yeah. this image, posting this attitude, and, and, yeah. that, and I don't see how it's actually linked to the person in real life, or that it's somehow even no, linked. No, because I also noticed that we are living now in very conservative times, like even my, my left-wing Volkskrant newspaper are always talking about, like, watch out what you post on the internet, it's going to be hard for you to get a job uh, next time you have a job interview, and it's always from this job interview perspective, but I mean, the reason why we are artist is it's also because we don't want to have a job <laughs> like we want to do something else but it also becomes almost I feel almost like a duty then to okay now I've worked so hard to not be in this job interview position so I can post anything I want and it's almost become a moral duty for me to be as open as I can because there's very few people in life that can be mm. open and transparent yeah, yeah. yeah I see no no that's true <laughs> Yeah. But no, okay. that's uh, that's definitely a good point about it. Like, yeah. but still, I, I I don't don't know if I I'm using Facebook. If I would post everything, no, maybe no. I just like no. it yeah. and stuff like that. Like I do do others other networks. So I am uh, yeah I, I'm more the person who likes. Stuff. If I post things, okay, I post stuff about drugs, porn as well, but then I try to find very personal relations to images and texts I post, yeah. where I feel like, okay, that's kind of representing my ideas or my, because you see a lot of porn and drug stuff, but then it's very general. People are like, maybe it's good, and it's like in the beginning of the 90s with a lot of this trash dance music, yeah. which was also very sexual, very track influenced, and people were just throwing it out. But then years later, other people started to reflect about it and took samples and did it more with a little bit more nuance or more feeling for certain details and for the individual in it. Like, if someone posts just like a lot of wheat, I don't see any personal no, no, relation or character no. in it. I mean, I mean, if we talk about that, I mean, there's most people who write about sex or drugs don't say anything intelligent about it. And then you have someone like William Burroughs, for instance, that, that who's just running in the background. Oh, wow. See, <laughs> subliminal, subliminal uh, messaging. <laughs> Who is, yeah, he was a junkie all his life and wrote fantastic books about uh, his uh, position. So, I mean, uh, it's all, I think it's also for me, it's about if you say something intelligent about it or if you're just uh, trying to look cool or, or interesting or if you reflect upon things. And if you reflect upon things, I think there's very few areas which would be taboo for me in, in a sense. And, and I, I also think that this, this idea about 
individual, I think, is, is very... Or what, what is private? I mean, we're all born naked, we all have sex, we're all going to die, we're all afraid of our parents dying, we're all afraid of getting sick or mentally ill. So it's all these things that are supposed to be so individual and private are the most universal things. Yeah, yeah. And then we try to turn it into private, but and I don't get this private... It's your socialization yeah. as well. Like, yeah. And your... Yeah personal history like uh, I, there's one image it's a very tiny little strawberry and it's very sexual for me yeah like it really turns me on I think yeah, yeah. the <laughs> strawberry and I'm like wow it's so deep yeah. and it's very personal and I can post it and maybe a few people see the same they're like wow ooh, what's yeah. this what a crazy strawberry yeah. but uh, so I don't need to I don't know. I don't need to put any no, other no, image. No, it's no, talking okay. already a lot about. That's what I mean within. Because uh, people are, yeah, like you have your own little history. How you start to like things and why, and and it's only this one moment which made you like to like it or to to, to feel close or connected yeah. to something. And that's more what I'm. Yeah, looking yeah, no, for I, I like it's, it's like your personal imagery or your personal language yeah. it might be a very common thing but the way yeah. you you personally talk about it can be very queer abstract yeah. camp I don't know but it's uh, that's what's interesting me more and I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if for example Facebook helps developing that no. so much no, I mean, there's it, also this... But the things become a topic. It's like yeah. in the early 90s, the things become a topic, people yeah. throw it in the pool, and yeah. other people have to think about it. Yeah. Like also when you say, yeah, how you reflect and your personal opinion, it doesn't need to be a smart opinion, no. or no. you don't need to be intelligent. It's, it's even enough if you start to think about it and use your own words yeah. to... To let others know that you think about it or how you think about yeah. it. No, and then of course it's also the, the the other problem that with Facebook you can get expelled if you put. I have friends that's been expelled many times because they put a. a you can make a group, I yeah, think. Yeah, you can. And then well, it's private. We had problems <coughs> with that also. I mean, uh, someone puts on a, a, a half-naked photo of themselves, and then you're then you're out. So of yeah, course yeah. this then does does not. Uh, promote uh, freedom of expression or freedom of thought and freedom of mind so then if you link your whole uh, social relationships to Facebook well then you are by definition putting yourself in a position where you cannot be as free as you might want to be yeah, yeah. So, so of course that has uh, yeah that's uh, also another thing why I'm I also had problems studying a Twitter or Tumblr or Blogspot yeah. just because me it's always strange to kind of just be a member of a, of a network or of an yeah. idea like someone sets this Facebook up like Sandberg or what's his name yeah. he had this idea come on let's have Facebook and then uh, people just join in this institution and do their networks in there but still it's in this concept yeah. of the network yeah. it's and maybe something like Skype or I don't know, it has a similar function somehow, but it's more open for me. Mm. But MySpace was actually very interesting. Yeah. Because you could customize everything. 
and no, no. but it's also an interesting time of internet, the MySpace yeah. generation. Yeah, I had a, or still have. Yeah, I have uh, also one. I haven't been yeah. there for a couple of years. Guess but a lot of people <laughs> never went back to their MySpace. No. <laughs> Hey, I think we've done a fantastic, uh, we covered a lot of ground and a lot of uh, about music, about art, uh, politics, philosophy, internet uh, ideas, uh, internet freedoms and limitations. And should we finish with um, anything else you want that you didn't say that I, you want to have said? Right now, I, I don't know. No, we'll make more yeah, shows yeah. later. Yeah, so yeah. this is a good start. No. I, um, I made this playlist for you. Yeah. So far, it's 14 tracks. Yeah. I can just give you the playlist later, and then you stuck it in, or I just start to play it now, and then yeah, you yeah. cut it whenever yeah, you yeah. want. Let's just play it, and then we can. I have it in the back, and then we can add it, mix it, or not mix it. We'll mm -hmm. see. Yeah. So okay, then I want to thank Didier Schlucht, uh, Markus Stein from Berlin, to for being here and we're going to have him live later in Utrecht, uh, we're going to see when, uh, I'm going to invite him again also with uh, Delmore FX, our good friend Elia yeah. from Berlin. Yeah, we're missing him now, he was part of La Familia, we were here with <laughs> 10 days last time, I had a very good time making a lot of good yeah, music. Yeah, we are becoming a family. Yes, too. we are a little family, yeah. that's a very nice thing. But okay, pump up the music and okay, we say yeah. goodbye to uh, Markus Stein. For Apropos, now. I start with an interview, uh, Dutch Pirate Radio and uh, Tappy Owens, this very well-known sex expert. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. She's in the Dutch Pirate Radio <laughs> and Ronnie is calling. Yes. So here we go. Okay, I, I say goodbye to us. Ah, so. Als op het ogenblik uh, iemand Engels spreekt. Um, <clears throat> if you speak English and you're listening to this radio and you wonder what's going on. Tuppy just arrived from London. She escaped Miss Thatcher, who is preparing herself for another reign of terror. And she's sitting here ready to receive your calls. So if you want to phone, the number is 162641. One six two six four one. Okay. Telephone is on the hook again. You can you can take it here. Did you hear about that? Good evening. You're talking to Ronnie. Oh hi Ronnie. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Good. What but uh, I heard uh, you want some someone who's uh, talking English. Yeah. When you're talking sexy. What? You're going to be talking sexy. Me talking sexy? Mm -hmm. Well, just that—that's the problem. I'm still a virgin. Oh, why is that? Huh? Why is that? Why? Well, I don't—I don't have uh, so much girlfriends around here because I. Uh, I'm just in Amsterdam, just for a few weeks. Uh, where are you normally then? What? Where are you normally? Where am I normally? Yeah. Uh, well, I lived in the in the south of Belgium. Oh, and are there, are there any girls there you fancy? In Belgium? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So describe her. Uh, well, 
She's uh, she's nice legs, mm-hmm. no hair on it, very soft, mm-hmm. and uh, well, she's 21. She she works at the grocery, and uh, well, every time ta- every time I go there, uh, I watch her. And do you so, want to, where do you want to fuck her in the grocery store? Well, yeah. You do. Just in the refrigerator, in very the cold, and then I will warm her up. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Between the the peas and, and the Brussels sprouts. What? <laughs> Not, so how will you warm her up? Well, with my hand. Yeah, where's your hand? My my hand, where he is now? Yeah. Well, he's, he's with my balls. Oh, with your balls. What? With your balls. Yeah, he's playing with them. Oh. Good. And where is she now in the grocery store? That girl? Mm-hmm. Well, she lives in Belgium. No, where is she? Where is she in your mind? Uh, she's lying next to me. Oh. Is she licking your balls now? Yeah, I think. Oh, good. Well, I, I, don't, I, I don't know the feeling. because I've never had a girl. You never had a girl licking your balls? No, I'm, I'm just 15. No, I'm lying. I'm 18. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, good. So you have had girls licking your balls then? Okay. You have? Uh-huh. Mm, good. How does it feel? Nice. No, that's not good enough. How does it feel? Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, I've never had any balls and never had anybody licking my balls, so I want to know what it's like. Come on. Never licking your balls? No, I haven't got any. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, but uh, I d- I don't know what the feeling is of, of really fuck with a girl. Oh. Can you tell me? Well, it's good as far as the girls concerned. I expect it's wonderful for you. But what do you want to know about it? Yeah, everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm not used to talking like this on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Got me there. What are you doing now? Who? You. What What am I doing? Yeah. Well, I was sitting in my room and playing a tape, and uh, I turned my radio on. Uh, I've got a photograph of the girl, and uh, then my uh, I, I was searching for, for Counterpoint FM. And then it stopped at uh, 100.0. And then I, I heard Cora, you know the girl? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she buttered me up. She buttered you up? No, buttered. I went wet in my, in my underpants. Right. <laughs> and then? And then, well, I wanted to call her. But every time she was, uh, she was busy. Do you want to talk to her now? Huh? Do you want to talk to her now? No, I want to talk to you. Oh. No, I've, I've got you in my mind now. Oh, I see. Okay. So what are we going to do together? Well, well, you tell me. I'm the virgin. No, you're not a virgin. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why I said I was 15. Oh, you want to be a virgin? I'm ashamed of myself. 
Are you a bit ashamed of what you've done? No, I'm 18 and still a virgin. Oh, I see. So you don't know about licking balls and things then? No. I said it because you asked for it. Yeah, I wanted to hear more about that. Yeah, but I don't know something about that. So I, I wish that you can help me now. Well, why don't you tell me, you know, what you're doing with yourself now and let's um, see that through. Oh, that is true? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm playing with my balls. That's, that's true. Right. Are you going to come? No, not yet. Oh. Oh. How, how, is, how is that feeling, coming? <laughs> I, I was feeling going to be feeling quite nice. It, what? Not, not if you delay it too long. It might be painful. <laughs> well, where I'm paying for? No, I said it. I'm paying a quarter in five minutes. <laughs> You're playing the recorder. Am I playing a recorder? Mm -hmm. No. Why? Well, it sounds like a recorder. I can't. The squeaking. Squeaking? What squeaking? Your cock squeaking, isn't it? What's that funny noise? Well, it's the sopping. Sopping? Yeah. A slurping sound. Slurping, yeah. Of my dick. Yeah, the slurping sound. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Sounds almost like a recorder. Oh. Well, it feels oh, maybe nice. Maybe that's not one of the sounds that's coming from the studio. Sorry. Oh. It's blending in with the sound, the recorder sounds of the studio, and the uh. slurping sound of your cock, and with the recorder sound of the, of the studio is sort of blending in. Mm -hmm. But but tell me something you 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 can do with me so that I'm not a virgin anymore. I can do with you so you're not a virgin, but you're I'm here and you're there. Mm -hmm. But but tell me something. Tell you what I'd like to see be seeing or doing with you. Yeah. Well, um, I'm quite happy talking to you, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm imagining things, but I don't, I don't know if I can tell you what they are. Have you ever done it with a virgin? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just like anybody else, really. There's nothing special about a virgin. Especially somebody like you that's so eager. Yeah, but if I, I'm doing it right now with a girl, I would be very nervous. You would be nervous? Yeah, I, I don't know what to do. Oh, no, rubbish. You, you wouldn't be nervous. You'd be too eager to be nervous. You'd uh -huh. be really having a wonderful time. Why aren't you with somebody? Why don't you go out and do it with somebody now? Yeah, I don't know something. I heard from sounds and, and stories. Mm hmm Oh, come on. You don't want to go and do it with a girl now? Yeah, with you. Oh, with me? Uh-huh. I'm nowhere near you. Yeah, but you can, you can let me think you are. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'll be with you then. I'm with you now. Okay. Okay. You want to kiss me? Yeah. Okay, then. I'm kissing you now. Okay. Do you like it? It's lovely, yes. You can put your arms around me. Uh-huh. Fine. What else are you going to do? Well, I, w I want to give a kiss on your tits. Uh-huh. Can I? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, sounds, it feels quite nice, actually. Uh-huh. Tastes nice. Tastes nice, good. Uh -huh. Are they big? How do they feel? Squidgy. Mm. 
<laughs> and now, what, what, what are you doing now with me? Well, I, I think you ought to enter me and then um, fuck me. Huh? Well, you should get inside me and fuck me. No, not right now. You must, you must play with me now first. I, I heard that the girls like foreplay most. No, I, I, I like foreplay afterwards. I like to get it in first. <laughs> you, you want to have it first? Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you, are you laying down now? No, I'm standing up with my, my front to the wall. I'm with my legs apart. Okay. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it there now. Okay then. And I'll push it. Right, it's lovely. Soft or hard? Well, just medium, just sort of um, however you like to feel it. Okay. I'm riding now. Do you like it still? I'm going to like it a bit more once you've got going. What? Once you've got going, I'll like it a bit more. Okay. Okay, I'm going now. Yeah, you're going. It's going. I'm going to feel it. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh. It feels great. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm imagining now my hands are on your tits. Oh. And I'm going harder and harder. Oh. Oh, it's beautiful. Do you feel it? Mm. Okay. I will go harder oh, and harder. Oh. Are you feeling it? Mm-hmm. Is it going deep? It's going very deep. Oh. I'm bending over forwards now so it can get even deeper. Oh. I'm coming. Oh. Oh. Are you coming too? Almost. Hang on. Okay, tell me when you come out, I'll come with you. Um, just, <laughs> yeah, okay then. Tell me. Yeah, I'm coming now. Okay, I'm coming too. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh. oh it feels great. Ah. Oh. It was great. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I liked it. Have you really come? Yeah. I have come. My knees are giving way now. What? My knees are giving way. I can't stand up any longer. Oh. I feel well, just stay there. Okay, I'll stay there just for a moment. I'm just shaking too much though to stand up. Okay. Well, I, I let... I'll stay in, in you. Okay then. Okay. Bonsoir. What? Bonsoir. That, that's French. I <laughs> know, I just thought it would be appropriate. I'm just crashing to the floor now with exhaustion. Oh. Good night. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. 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 Yeah.